Hi, I'm Eve Kalinic, a nutritional therapist and author. And I'm Rosemary Ferguson, a nutritionist and a functional medicine practitioner. And this is The Wellness Breakdown. We have lots of clients walk into our clinics asking us about the newest wellness fads that have taken Instagram by storm. But these trends can be so difficult to get reliable information about, so we thought we'd help. Every week on the show, one of us will set the other one a challenge, testing the validity and the effects of some of these wellness trends. We will test these trends and record our progress over several weeks, days, or even months. So please join us. This is The Wellness Breakdown. We are super happy to say this series is supported by Simprove. Simprove believes that living your best, feeling your best and looking your best starts from within and we could not agree more. Their unique water-based food supplement containing live and active bacteria was created to support a healthy gut. Our friends at Simprove believe that this can help you gain the most from your life and Rose and I completely agree. If you want to find out more about Simprove, go to their website. The link is in the show notes. This week's challenge for Eve is intermittent fasting. Now, as a culture, we're constantly eating. And over the years of doing this, I've become more and more aware that it's not just us we're feeding, we're feeding our microbes in our gut. And so when we're constantly feeding those microbes, we tend to end up with gastric problems. Plus, we end up with insulin problems because we've constantly got sugar in our system. So we've got blood sugar in our blood, which insulin has to deal with. So the idea of intermittent fasting is a one of giving those systems a bit of a break. We never used to eat as much as we eat these days. And I don't mean just, you know, like in one sitting, I just mean it's constant, like you're always grabbing something, you graze all day long and your digestion and the microbes in your digestion and the hormones that deal with the food that you're taking in are not meant to be working all the time. So I deal with a lot of digestive related issues in clinic, as you can imagine. I use intermittent fasting a lot for certain people. I use it a lot for people with insulin resistance and hormonal issues for menopausal women. It's really good for getting energy levels back. It's good at helping with visceral fat deposits around the center, which women going through the menopause tend to suffer with. It's really brilliant for microbes in the gut. It's really good for helping your gut to work better. If you intermittent fast, it gives the microbes time to rest. It helps with brain fog. It helps with energy. There are times that I wouldn't use it. And that is for someone who is very, very stressed because it's sort of adding more stress on top of stress. And you kind of want them to be eating more balanced, diet with a slower burn foods to keep their blood sugar levels stable. But if you're not suffering with stress, then intermittent fasting is a really fantastic tool I have found in clinic. Now, Eve is not such a big fan of intermittent fasting. To use her own words, she called it starvation. And also she is of the school of thought that it is to do with calorie restriction and a quick fix for weight loss, which I have to say, I agree with to a certain extent. And I think dysfunctional eating is a huge topic and you have to be really careful when using intermittent fasting in clinic not to be hitting somebody who has got slightly dysfunctional behaviours towards eating. So I do understand her point of view. I really do. But I do think that intermittent fasting does have a place in our world and it helps you feel more energised and it helps you feel more sprightly in your mind. It's really 
key to remember that you're not the same person every day. Every day you're different. Every day your hormones are different. The stress level is different. Every day is different. So I think that putting in rules about when you have to do it because of those reasons. But it does help me. I do use it a lot. One of the things I do enjoy about intermittent fasting is it stops that mindless eating and makes you feel quite mindful about eating. And when you feel quite mindful about eating, your digestion works better because digestion starts in your mouth. So if you're just eating and your brain hasn't engaged that you're eating, you probably aren't making quite as many enzymes in your mouth as you should be. And your digestion is therefore on the back foot from the minute you put it in your mouth. So I do think intermittent fasting is a really good way of getting mindful about food. So the rules of this task are, Eve just for one week. I don't want you to do it every day because as I said, there are days when you're not in the mood for it. Plus for your metabolism, it's good to change. It's good to keep your metabolism on its toes. So for three days out of seven, I would like you to intermittent fast. I would prefer you not to do them back to back. So I'd prefer you to do one day on, one day off. So we're going to use the format of the 16-8. Now for those of you who don't know, 16-8, it means there's an eight hour eating window and 16 hours of fast. I don't mind when you do it, but I am sort of in my head thinking that you would do it from midday to 8pm would be your eating window and the rest of the time you would fast. Now, when you're fasting, you are absolutely allowed to have water. You could also have a bullet coffee, which is a coffee that has butter, collagen, medium chain triglycerides in it. So it's got fats in it. Now, the reason you can have this during an intermittent fast and the reason people talk about bullet coffees are because the fats do not trigger an insulin response because they're not carbohydrate. So you can have a bullet coffee if you want one because I know you love your coffee, Eve. You could also have as many herbal teas as you like. Make sure what you're eating is nutrient dense. Just try and eat as well as you can, but make sure you have two well-balanced quarter protein, half of wide variety of veg, a bit of carbohydrate and some good fats. That would be my perfect plate. And that's what I want you to have twice a day on your intermittent fast days. The rest of the time, I want you to make sure you're eating well as well. So this is another part of thing that dysfunctional eating that I think gets associated with intermittent fasting, which is that you do really well. You're really good on the intermittent fast days and then you eat like crap the rest of the time because you're like I did really well yesterday so now I can go and eat rubbish that is not what we want I know you probably wouldn't eat but just in case you're even thinking about it you know just eat like a normal well-balanced nutrient-dense way of eating just normal it doesn't have to be really really healthy it doesn't have to be extreme green or clean it just has to be well-balanced and make sure you're taking care of yourself and not binging basically so what I really want to see is how Eve responds to this I want to see if she feels more energetic if it has any impact on her psychologically you know does her concentration improve? Does she feel an improvement in brain fog? Is there any improvement in her sleep? Or is there any improvement in her mood throughout the day? Is it more stable? So I'm looking forward to hearing that. I'm also looking forward to just seeing how she feels about it because I understand that she feels it's restrictive. You know, is that how she feels when she does it? That's what I want you to do for seven days and I really look forward to hearing how you got on. I'm looking forward to hearing the diary and I'll speak to you when you're finished. day one of my intermittent fasting challenge for the week. I'm pleased I'm doing it. Maybe ask me that in a couple of days time because when I have ever done it in the past, it's lasted two days and it's that morning bit that I find really tricky. And because of that, I'm going to do 11.30 until 7.30. That's kind of my plan. Anyway, Rose knows that I'm a little bit sceptical about this stuff. So I think that's why she set me the challenge. But I am weirdly looking forward to it, I guess. And I will let you guys know how I get on over the next seven days so wish me luck day four of my intermittent fasting challenge for the week and 
Rosa put the rules actually it was three days out of the seven that I had to do the fasting so it wasn't every single day which I definitely think if you're doing it it's probably much more doable there's been a couple of situations where I was going out to meet friends and the timing didn't work out and I'm thinking like if you're going out for dinner like how would that work because you'd have to eat within a certain period so I think having this more flexible approach to it is probably more doable and sustainable on the days that I have decided to fast on some days it's interesting some days I'm feeling a bit more focused because I'm just doing work or whatever and then other days I'm actually just really really hungry and I think it definitely correlates with my stress levels I would say that there was some slight hangry moments going on there um, at the start of the week I'm definitely not going to fast today in fact I'm going now to go and get some sourdough and have a nice lovely breakfast because I've had a really couple of stressful days so that's not going to happen today but I am planning to maybe do one of the weekend days that are coming up I think that's probably easier actually but anyway I'd say that I've definitely noticed on some days that there are some improved concentrations but it definitely fluctuates with my stress levels because on the days that I am feeling stressed I'd say that all I can think about is food so I will keep you guys posted as to my next few days ahead and in the meantime I'm off to make a delicious hearty breakfast So it's my penultimate day of my intermittent fasting challenge for the week. And how am I feeling? Well... To be honest, I think it's been fine in terms of my sort of concentration and focus and everything like that. Honestly, I'm not sure that's actually changed so much over the course of the week. I'm going to give you a quick update tomorrow and I'm really looking forward to touching base with Rose about this and just digging a little bit deeper into the whole protocol itself and why she's such an advocate and why she uses it so often in her practice. You know, I'm really interested to hear about that. So we'll check in briefly with you tomorrow and that's where I'm at with my challenge for the week. So I've completed my week of intermittent fasting and how am I feeling? Well, to be honest, I guess there were a few days there where I was fasting that I didn't actually really mind. But there was one day in particular where I did feel really quite hangry. So I think probably I'd have to do it for a bit longer to really get an understanding of does it affect me on a longer term basis? Is it really something that I want to use or incorporate? I haven't really noticed anything kind of massively different in things like my sleep. I know some people say that actually they sleep better. I think that's probably more to do with the not nibbling into the evening thing which I wasn't really doing before anyway but I do think that if I'm going through a stressful period or I've got clients that are particularly stressed I wouldn't necessarily think this was the best thing for myself or possibly for them anyway yeah it's been interesting like I said I probably would think that doing it for a bit longer like even maybe two weeks to a month would give you a better indication um although you know it's quite obvious if it's something that doesn't work for you and I don't think any of us should be going hangry that's for sure so I'm looking forward to having my debrief with Rose and just getting her insights on it and I sort of feel that I'm kind of looking forward now to just getting back into my breakfast routine also because I just love breakfast food so I don't know if it's something that I'd ever really want to do long term but there you go I will see you guys in the debrief Hi, 
Eve. Welcome back. How are you? I'm really well, Rose. How are you doing? I'm really good. I'm looking forward to hearing all about the intermittent fasting. So I've listened to your diary, but I would really love to hear from you how it's gone. Yeah, well, look, it's no surprise because you and I have had a, a <laughs> chats about this before and I've always been a bit sceptical. But knowing that it's something that a lot of people are really passionate about, you included, and I know you use it quite a lot and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, well, let me fully immerse myself in this and it was really interesting in that well first off I think I probably need to do it for a bit longer because actually I don't know how much you're going to get out of such a short period of time and also because I wasn't really going for weight loss with it then obviously you're not gonna really notice much of a difference there but it was more about my mindset around it Rose like I mean what I like about the approach generally is that it is much about whole foods not having lots of refined sugars if we dig a little deeper actually it is ingrained in our physiology isn't it to intermittent fast some days I didn't even notice that I was intermittent fasting you know what I mean yeah. like and if I was well, like, lots I was of getting, people don't do they no and I did mention this in my diary that were the days that I was really chilled out like on the weekend where I might actually not even notice that I'm fasting and I go like and meet my friends for brunch I found that perfectly fine and normal I didn't feel anything but then on the days where I was working or I had heightened stress I did find it more challenging I would absolutely agree with that that you shouldn't do it if you're really stressed yeah and I love the hangry were there any lashing out there were days where I did feel hangry but only because I've had more challenges to do on those days yeah but I feel like there's definitely been a lot that I have personally learned from it. And what I really got from it was, I guess, not so much personally, because I said in my notes, I don't nibble away into the evening. But what I did realise, actually, I think for a lot of people, what it does do is make them think that they don't necessarily need to be nibbling all day. And that having breaks between our meals and giving our gut a bit of a rest overnight is a positive thing. Because I wonder, like, if I was somebody that was doing that, like, late night snack, which is a lot of people like I'd say a lot of my clients that's when they kind of save up all their calories because there is a lot of research to correlate with things like obesity and diabetes and nighttime eating so it did make me think that there could be that positive almost like resetting around like how much nibbling does one do that was really interesting do you think you'd use it in clinic now yeah I mean I've always been an advocate of doing 12 hours but now digging a bit deeper into the research I'm thinking that in certain circumstances I think maybe shortening that window to eight might be a good idea I also love your approach around it Rose honestly I never really thought about that like it doesn't need to be either or like you can do a bit of the eight hour you can do a bit of the 12 hour but I think most people are now in agreement we do need to stop mindlessly snacking all the time because yeah that doesn't allow some of the processes that happen when we are in a fasted state and again the other part of this intermittent fasting is the you know cellular regeneration repair managing inflammation so all of that's really important as well and I think there's going to be a load more research coming out about some of its links between some of those things like arthritis but I guess I didn't notice any changes physically doing it over the week other than there were a few days that I felt kind of hangry but I think you hit on something there when you said the intermittent fasting approach is the main point of differentiation we talked about that a bit earlier in the episode there's no point in doing intimate fasting if all you're going to do is eat junk food like the core essence of the approach is really the major factor isn't it that you're going to do the thing but eating a whole foods diet that's really important i think yeah i agree i mean totally it's absolutely the most important 
wanting. I just want to know a quick rundown how your energy was, how your sleep was and how your mood was. So it's hard to tell when you're buying and selling a house because it feels like a bloody emotional roller coaster at the moment. But I don't think I noticed any major shift, but I do think that's because I just wasn't doing it long enough. And there are some extraneous things going on there. Okay. What are your three takeaway things that you learned, would you say? I'd say the main one was don't write off intermittent fasting using a sustainable approach in the right circumstances for the right clients. So definitely from a clinical practice, that was quite revolutionary for me, to be honest with you. Good. That's good. I would say that thinking about how that might help somebody to reset their approach to not continuously snacking and to allow their bodies to reset. I guess for me, it was more about how I observe it in terms of my clinical practice, if you know what I mean. And the third one is something I learned from you, really, that it doesn't need to be either or. And actually, I think when you're using this approach, like any dietary approach, really, like anything we tell our clients, it needs to be sustainable, it needs to fit in their lifestyles. But I would say that there are a few contraindications which you touched on before like people that are stressed people that have thyroid issues for instance people that have disordered eating already that I wouldn't say this is at all a good thing for them but there are plenty of other groups that I maybe had thought oh you know I'm not so convinced about intermittent fasting but my opinion has definitely been shifted positively there so okay yeah that's quite a lot actually isn't it that's quite a lot yeah I'm really pleased what do you think you've got from my challenge well I think a that you should have done it longer you're right it's not a quick fix and actually it's sort of definitely should have been at least a month so that's one thing the other thing was this swapping the eight hours I never do that I always do the 12 to 8 that's my eating window but actually what I'm scared about is going to bed and feeling hungry mm. I mean those are probably the two big things that I've picked up from doing it with you but also that actually I'm quite relieved that you haven't been so down on it because I was thinking oh she's going to rip me apart it's nice to know that I'm not on completely the wrong path with what I do with my clients quite a lot so it's been lovely lovely talking to you thank you for doing it and being so diligent with it and giving me all your feedback and doing your diaries and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode my dear yes can't wait Rose and also guys we'll stick some links in for people to read a bit more about the studies that I mentioned because oh, I yeah. think they're really interesting and yeah, yeah we, we like a bit of research don't we Rose so we I, we, I'll stick some links in there so no thank you so much I've Aww. got a lot more to dig into on this so I feel like my challenge has not stopped here and that I will continue to read more around the subject right. there's some really really interesting things coming out about it so I really appreciate you setting the challenge I've really gotten a lot out of it so Mm. thanks Rose you're welcome my dear and I will see you on the next one can't wait Bye. bye bye Next week on The Wellness Breakdown, I will be challenging my friend James to complete a week of the Atkins High Protein Diet. We want to know if a high protein diet really can improve your mood and encourage weight loss, or if it's just another diet that promises much but delivers little. Couple of quick notes before we go, but they are important ones. Make sure to subscribe to the Wellness Breakdown so you get automatically notified about new episodes wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really want to hear from you and what you all think of the show. Be sure to send us your thoughts, comments, and what challenges you would like Rose and I to take on next. Write to us at inbox at thewellnessbreakdown.com or find us via Instagram at thewellnessbreakdown. Details in the show notes too. You've been listening to The Wellness Breakdown, our podcast 
presented by me, Rosemary Ferguson, and me, Eve Kalinic. This podcast was produced by One Fine Play. From One Fine Play, James Bishop is the executive producer, Kasra Ferruzia is the audio and visual engineer, Connor Foley is the editorial producer and researcher, additional creative support from Selena Christofidis. This episode was recorded by Kasra Ferruzia. Thanks for listening to The Wellness Breakdown. We would also like to say thank you to our sponsor, Simprove. Without them, the show wouldn't be possible. Like us, Simprove believes everyone deserves to get the most out of their lives. And one of the keys to this is a healthy mind and a healthy gut microbiome. Of course, do seek a professional medical opinion if you need advice. If you want to try Simprove, head to the Simprove website and use the code wellnessbreakdown15 for 15% off your first order. And please, if you like the show, rate the podcast and subscribe as well. Hi guys, this is just a quick reminder that although we are professionals, if you're in need of health advice, please visit your GP. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not substitute for medical advice. Please consult a medical professional or provider if you're seeking medical advice, diagnosis or specific treatment.